at school I actually remember doing a class in like technology or whatever about plastic and how much of a good material it was the fact that you can change it into anything it never goes away and I remember sitting there and thinking why were we taught that this is like such a good thing because I'm taking this now and putting it in the bin this is things can only get greater the podcast where we discuss how small changes can make a big difference in fighting the climate crisis with me Victoria Cook and Adam Costello hello and welcome back uh, this is episode four Indeed. of Things Can Only Get Greta. That voice you just heard there, that lovely voice, was Me. coming from the lips of Adam Costello. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hello, Adam. Hi. So, Adam, uh, episode four, things are still a little bit crazy oh, in the world. But yeah. coronavirus is, is now global. Do you know what? If people it, listen... it was global last week. So. Or was it? Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> but, it's called a global pandemic. That's right. Uh, if people listen back to these episodes, you can just... Just like hear the slow creeping of, of madness of it getting bigger and bigger, can't you? Yeah. Um, and right well. now we're still not at the pinnacle. Mm, no, we don't know. Who knows? We don't know. But we have now been in the house for three weeks. It's it's three and a half weeks actually, uh. and we it's been a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Most of Britain have been on lockdown for about two weeks, but we've been in a bit longer, and actually. I've been having a bit of fun, Adam. Yeah, man. It's definitely been a, a time to reflect, a time to take a breath, and a t- time to probably look on life in a different way. Do you know what? Actually, I know you're taking the mickey, right? But I, it really has been. Uh-huh. But it's such a mixed bag of emotions because yeah. out there, horrendous things are happening. Yeah. But in this bubble in my house, we're baking cakes mm-hmm. and laughing and spending time together for the first time in ages. You know, like really good quality time. But in the back of my mind is all this madness is happening. Yeah, well, it's like chaos mixed with calm. So if you just hang out in your house with your family... That'd be a really shit cake. (laughs) Yeah, we're just like... I mean, apart from having three kids and we're pretty lucky where we live live because we can go out in the countryside and go for a walk. But if you lived in the city and you've got kids and it must be like really, really hard. So we kind of like feel for you guys who are in that situation. Do you know, I'll be honest, it sounds a bit like you're rubbing their face in it there, Adam. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, actually, I was looking at some news reports in Japan today, mm. in Tokyo, where I was a couple of years ago, which is, like, an amazing place. And, yeah, just I just think about being on lockdown in Tokyo must be so hard. Like, you cannot go out. Yeah. Because today, we've got a brilliant guest on. Again, we've got to say we recorded this weeks ago so there's no reference to coronavirus in it which you might be quite relieved to hear yeah you might have had enough of it i know i have today we're talking to beth from plastic freedom uh which is a really really amazing online shop um boat shopping in general at the moment is a pretty traumatic experience Mm. The other day I sent you a message from the frozen food aisle at Sainsbury's and mm. I you sent had... me a picture. <laughs> I sent you a picture just to illustrate how 
insane the whole trip had been, right? So I had gloves on, a scarf wrapped around my mouth and nose, a hat with all my hair tucked into it, and a massive coat, right? And you know what? I did actually get like funny looks. There were people in shorts and t-shirts. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But like, they were just, you know, they just looked at me like I was mad, right? So I went into Sainsbury's holding a cloth over the trolley so I wasn't actually touching the trolley. Really? <laughs> yeah, totally. What about your gloves? Yeah, but I did, the gloves was to touch the food. All right, and then yeah, I didn't right. want to pick anything up from the trolley. Oh, my God. I know, I'm being cautious. But um, there was this bloke, right? And I don't know if he was doing it on purpose or not, but he was literally two centimetres away from us the whole time. Oh, yeah. And, like, Andy was wearing a high-vis jacket. I thought, you don't need that. I can see you. You're, like, right next to us. Um, which, do you know what, though? I felt real anger towards him. Because I'm not really an angry person. But, like, I was fuming. I was just like, get away from us. But he was literally, like, right behind us all the way through the supermarket. Um, so online shopping just isn't really an option because we kind of get a delivery slot so we've had to go out there but it's horrible so to save the hassle mm-hmm. if you want to have a look at Plastic Freedom yeah so Plastic Freedom was set up by Beth Noy who's in I think she's in Preston so uh, just I think she's from Southport originally which yeah, so, once yeah. I went to Southport when I first moved to Manchester I was like where's the beach and someone was like go to Southport so I went to Southport and I got on the beach and there was no sea I'm not exaggerating have you ever been there? it's just sand yeah because it's a massive uh, tidal range isn't it? I would say yeah. I walked roughly the same distance as Lawrence of Arabia right and I still didn't come across the sea there were you wearing what you were wearing in the supermarket? <laughs> that's what Lawrence of Arabia used to wear. It was cold enough to wear that. <laughs> what Lawrence of Arabia used to wear blue plastic surgery gloves. Well, he used to like wrap his entire face in like to. to what a scarf from accessorise. Yeah, well, to shield him from the from the sand blowing in his eyes. Poor yeah. guy. Um, anyway, what I was saying was plastic freedom. Beth, what well, we call her, Beth Noy. Um, well, was... we don't call her Beth Noy. Everyone calls her that. That's just that's her name. That's a real name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she set up plastic freedom like. Uh, around well where the plastic revolution started to happen like three four years ago um so it's an online plastic um advice store mm-hmm. uh, but it's just it's like grown massively she's absolutely amazing on instagram she does awesome instagram stories um just basically helping people uh choose plastic um solutions plastic free solutions basically so getting rid of like your shampoo um, bottles and replacing it with shampoo bars and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we've got her on the podcast. Um, yeah, she she was brilliant to talk to as well. Wasn't yeah, she her? knows her stuff. Basically. She really does know her stuff. Yeah. Um, and she's a great gal. I love what she's doing. Do you mm. know it? Like the motivation of people astounds me, Adam. Yeah. Because all I want to do is eat crisps and watch the Goonies. But these people are they're changing things. Yeah, no, she's proper entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Um, so, yeah, she's been a real good one to get on. I'm really glad that we got her yeah. on and chatted about what we chatted about. Yeah. So, um, well, actually, she, because of coronavirus, yeah, so. she has had to change her business a little bit, hasn't she? Yeah, well, so, like, I mean, obviously, every single business, I'm not sure what business has not been affected, whether it's been good or bad. Uh, obviously, probably 95% of every business has been really, really bad. So, just 
just complete downturn mainly because we can't go to the shop anymore um, for example we can't have any human interaction so everything's gone online um, which is possibly good for Beth but also possibly not because people haven't got as much money and plastic uh, solution well uh, plastic alternatives plastic free alternatives what I'm trying to say um, it's probably gonna it's more of an expense or maybe a bit of a luxury so maybe people aren't doing it as much um, but I know Beth's like I've seen, on, seen, her, seen it on her Instagram that she's had to scale down um, it's only her in her warehouse I think she started the business like in her house in a bedroom and it's done so well over the last couple of years that she moved to a warehouse it's obviously going like amazingly well um, but obviously Corona's hit and she's had to totally scale down and I think she's sending um, everything out on her own so she doesn't have any staff to potentially uh, mm. pass the virus on to and all that. Um, so it must be really hard for her um, because she's probably working totally on her own. Flat out. Yeah, and flat out as well. So um, it'd be good to promote her business loads. I know she's got like some offers on at the moment as well, so definitely take advantage of those offers. And the thing is, yeah, she, it's, it's, it's all, all posted out. So order online. It's, it's, I think it's always worth a look as well because there were uh, items that I found on mm. Beth's website that I've needed for ages and not known, you know, to replace items. So, yeah, she's got really good stuff on there. So I'll have a look. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, where we are now, right, I was just reading an article about how the traje trajectory uh, for climate change we had... We were working with about twelve years. Yeah, so I don't know if like this is this this year meant eleven years because that I'm sure that was last year. So mm. let's say we're now on an eleven year trajectory um, uh, before climate man-made climate change has catastrophic effects on the planet. Mm. So your point being from your article. Well, yeah. How has coronavirus mm. affected that trajectory? This is massive, isn't it? Such a huge, huge sub subject which we can investigate on the podcast uh, maybe get someone in to chat about it more but yeah so like obviously coronavirus has hit and the big one that's probably happened is planes are totally grounded you look up in the sky now and there's literally not even a plane in the sky mm. um, so that's a massive polluter uh, obviously no one's getting in the cars anymore um, so around and this is global so our pollution man-made pollution has just dropped to mm. not, I think I read something about it being like the cars on the road at the moment is like uh, the amount that, were, that was around in 1955. What? Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty insane, yeah. Um, the same type of cars as well. Yeah, yeah. Ford Coronas, I was going to say. <laughs> Ford Capris. Ford Ca oh, yeah, my first prob boyfriend drove a silver Ford Capri when me? I was 16. No, no what? I'm not even kidding. Oh and it, it broke down all the time. I uh, dream a car when I was a when I was a kid, yeah. when I was probably like 13, 14, 15, was a, a Ford Capri. Hang on. So I was uh, living your dream you when I was dream, 16 yeah. in a the, broken down silver car. <laughs> by the time I could get a car, I think they'd probably stop making them, but still. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's crazy though. So the 1950s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the amount of cars that are on the road, to, road at the moment. So I mean, that's massive in itself. Yeah, but, around the world. But then when you think about the other ways that's offset with plastic pollution at the minute um that sort of feels like it's taking a back seat yeah well yeah so we've got this is the thing like so um we can say that the coronavirus situation has like uh, made a massive impact on climate change because our co2 
uh, emissions have dropped hugely. So uh, with the whole trajectory uh, question... I love it when you say trajectory. I can hardly say it. I can't say it either. Um, so does that mean we've maybe bought ourselves a bit more time? But then there's the other side of the argument that we were doing really, really well with climate change, uh, potentially with like campaigning and awareness, but also like... Um, because there'd been there'd actually been loads of really good investment into renewable energy, mm. and now that like there's basically going to be a global recession and all that money, there's probably not going to be any money for investment in green solutions yeah. and things like that. So it could be like a really bad thing. So, so um, we just we just don't know. Just don't know really. Yeah, yeah. We don't know um, where it's going to go, what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I will tell you something. I was talking to tell my friend me. about about it the other day and mm. instead of the climate crisis i said the climax crisis oh. <laughs> so on that note on the climax crisis let's uh let's head over and see what the wonderful beth has got to say from plastic freedom <laughs> <laughs> but when i started plastic freedom like my experience i worked 12 years for my company uh, my family's bike company so my experience is online and I just thought you've got to play to your strengths when you're starting a business there'd be no point in me going I'm going to open a shop because I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing so uh, also you don't know something's going to be a success and having those overheads of a shop is just a lot of pressure to begin with yeah. yeah oh man totally yeah and um, so what we were wondering was what is like what was the first thing that sparked you off you know like uh, with the problems surrounding single-use plastics what kicked the journey off it's it's kind of a bit crazy because it wasn't necessarily plastic to begin with and um, I was eating my lunch one day and I just thought like what am I buying every day here that is then just going in the bin and then looking around at like everyone that I worked with and everyone you know does a daily trip on the way there to get their lunch and stuff and then thinking like the process of like where all of that packaging and food is coming from essentially to just make it to you that you use for a couple of minutes and then goes in the bin and then where does that go it was I don't even know like why I started thinking about that but my brain is a bit weird I do think about strange things so I just started thinking about that and then um I actually I can't even remember why I was researching plastic um but as soon as I like, I found out the the issues with plastic and the fact that it can't really go away and what's weird is I remember uh, I don't know why I remember this but at school I actually remember doing a class in like technology or whatever about plastic and how much of a good material it was the fact that you can change it into anything it never goes away yeah. and I remember sitting there and thinking why were we taught that this is like such a good thing because I'm taking this now and putting it in the bin so yeah. if it's that good because it doesn't go away it's still here now <laughs> oh exactly actually something similar happened to me the other day uh, we stopped off at a shop for lunch and I ran in grabbed some sushi, some cool, yeah. came back. And Adam was like, Vic, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you know, and I just, it was that moment of, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, like, this yeah. is all straight in the bin. Um, and like, sometimes it's sort of like, you know, just something, just when you're on the go, you don't question, yeah. do you? You're just like, no. And I can't believe it didn't cross my mind. And, um, you know, in respect to that, 
you know, that there are like things that are like convenience led that was sort of like really needing that moment. You know, I did try and do a shop a couple of months ago, which was totally plastic free and it was impossible. <laughs> like, I couldn't, you know, and the thing I found the hardest were the like quick convenience things that I yeah. needed in that moment. Have you got any way around that? Like what, what do you do? Like if you're out or something, yeah. just desperate for something to eat. Like what? I literally don't eat. No, we're joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, it's just a case of once you've gradually changed your mindset on things, you, so like when I go to the supermarket or I need something quick to eat, I basically just do something different. Like I go to different places or I have the things that I need with me. Mm. So it's it is about changing like the way that you do things but over a, a gradual period of time because if you if I said to you now right don't buy any single-use plastic now you'd be like oh well what do I do like I actually can't do this yeah but like when people say to me how do you do your shopping and stuff I'm like well I just do my shopping like it is just the new norm for me if that makes sense yeah yeah um so I know there's places where I can get snacks from like Subway, they're plastic free. They've got good veggie stuff. You've got Greg's, like they're plastic free. There's like loads of different little places, but it's just a case of instead of going in that shop, going that one instead. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It's de- it, I think it's definitely starting to happen and catch <laughs> on all uh, plastic free living, like even noticed on like the normal um, commercials, like adverts on TV, there's like loads of the bigger yeah. sort of like pushing like um, zero waste and like uh, there's always like this angle on uh, all the new adverts and stuff. So we de- it's like yeah. the progress that's been made is pretty great. And it is like all about the mindset. It is just like a different way of thinking from this like total throwaway and plastic, just chucking the bin and like, you know, like going go to the shop the other day and just grabbing a, a bottle of Coke um it's just yeah. little little thing little things that we can just rethink it's it yeah it's gonna take time to to do really actually yeah, i want to point out the, the reason i bought the coke mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheaper to get it as a meal deal oh yeah that was it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we realized in itself i yeah. mean don't get as well that's the whole that's the whole point isn't it the whole consumerism like the meal yeah. deal thing is like who's who's never gonna get that three pound meal deal when you get it but it's all like and, and that's the only choice that you've got when you're on your lunch break you've got no time and it's yeah. like three, three quid you're just gonna you're just gonna do it like it so it's gonna take yeah like, it's gonna take a lot longer to get it sorted out but hope you know like hopefully we're talking about it like this and like yeah you know, businesses like your business will slowly uh give people like the options so that's that's what it's yeah. down to isn't it giving people the options really Mm. yeah well what I find interesting is like when I first went plastic free and it wasn't really talked about in the news well it wasn't at all because it was yeah like a year at least before like Blue Planet 2 came out when everyone was like oh David said it now we Mm. must do something about it um but I went into Morrison's and I I was like I think I'd forgotten one of my bags or something to get some bread so I went up to like the deli counter and said oh can I can I get one of your paper bags? Because I know that they had them behind there. I've, I just wanted to get some bread, some loose bread. And she was like, what? Um, <laughs> you want this bag? And she was holding it. And I was like, yeah, can I, can I just have that? And I was trying to take it off. And she's like, but I don't understand. And I was like, 
well, I just want to use that bag to get something from over there. And she was like, uh, I guess so. And then we looked at me, like, we both had hold of it for at least three seconds. Oh, and I was man. like, and then I went and got my bread anyway. And then I decided to write to Morrison's just to say, like, is there um, a kind of policy or anything? Like, if I bring my own tub in to get, like, veggie spring rolls and stuff like that from behind the counter, is there anything that, like, is there any health restrictions, like health and safety stuff that I need to know about that you wouldn't be able to do it? And someone actually called me and they were like, oh, you, you're very unique. We've never had this request before. <laughs> um, like, it's very strange to hear. And I was like, well, is it possible? And he was like, yeah, I'll speak to the staff. And if you've ever got any issues, just come in and, like, ask for me and we'll sort it out. And I was like, that's awesome because they're open to listening to the consumer. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about the fact that there's plastic bags on, like, the fruit and veg and stuff. And I said, if you're having to pay for a plastic bag at the checkout, why have you still got like plastic bags at the fruit and veg bit? And he was like, oh, I've never thought about that. I'll pass that along. And the fact that I've gone in and said that, and then there'll be other people that have gone in and said yeah. that, and then everyone's actually pushing for change. If you go in there now, they're like, I remember hearing an announcement when I was walking down one of the shopping aisles and it was like, bring your own tubs to the deli counter like we're going oh, really? plastic free and I was like running around like really excited like I cannot believe that this is now like normal yeah yeah because I yeah. I was made to feel like I was an absolute nutcase yeah. <laughs> it makes so much sense as well it's like it just, it just like I think people will look back in like maybe five years time and just go like what on earth were we doing like this all this crazy plastic just for the sake of like saving like five yeah. seconds of time or something and just reusing everything it just makes so much more sense so but like yeah. I said, well, it's just about re it's just about changing the mindset of like remembering to take your own bags to the shopping uh, center that's like the first step and remembering to take your tubs and stuff so yeah yeah and um, actually yeah that sort of like brings us on to my next question which is like which single-use plastic do you like find the most irritating, like the most pointless that you come mm. across that you just think, oh, like there is no need. What really sort of winds you up? Yeah, definitely plastic bottles. Honestly, yeah. like Coca-Cola I bottles. do not understand like how <laughs> that Coke bottle. I just don't understand. Like if you think about it, we have water that we can drink straight out of the tap. Yeah. All of these companies that produce the drinks in plastic bottles also produce them in cans, which mm. are so easily be easily easily recycled. Um, and I just it just blows my mind that people will buy like a a bottle just because it's got a screw lid on when basically you drink the drink anyway and then you're throwing it away, but then that bottle never actually kind of disappears yeah. and what I find crazy is um loads of people did beach cleans like a, I think there was like a national beach clean day or something and then they kind of track all of the rubbish found on beaches mm. to see like what the biggest polluter is and it's basically from companies like coca-cola and it's their stuff and uh, you've you might have seen it now on their adverts and things, but they've now at the end put a message that says 100% recyclable. 
And I think you could actually change this now because mm. if you said we're never creating another plastic bottle from virgin plastic and we're actually only making it from 100% recycled plastic, you then create in a new like currency for yeah, totally. like plastic that's already in use. Yeah. And it just takes a company to do that to actually change things because yeah. people then want to compete with them because they want to look like they're the awful ones. Um, but it is, it's like you say, the meal deals, stuff like that, people going in and they, mm. they will just get what's there because the companies aren't offering the cans as the only option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Coca-Cola have just come out and said as well that they've done some, some sort of research saying that people want plastic bottles. I've just, I saw that a couple of days ago. So it's just, I don't know. It's really, but they want plastic bottles. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, uh, that, yeah that people still want plastic bottles. But it's like probably based on them having no choice. <laughs> but as well, I want, you know, I want to drink whiskey every day, but it's not. You're absolutely right, Ben. It is like getting those sort of like really massive companies. If they would just change, yeah. you know, it's yeah. the domino effect, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, I think it is. It's mad, though, because when you actually think about it, like 90 percent, i guess still of the public would be like i want a plastic bottle it's easier screw the environment but what these companies have to do is actually take responsibility and see the impact that they're having and going well we can make a better choice for you so that yeah. you've still got the convenience like don't just blame it on the fact that people want it you're still causing an issue yeah, yeah. actually do you know that that sort of taps into something that it's a bit of a thorny subject, I think. But like, how far do you think we are down the line now of personal choice when it comes to recycling plastics? Do you think that's something we should be forced into doing now? Because it's, it's sort of very loosey goosey, <laughs> isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. But do you think that's something the government should like implement? What do you think? They're definitely, like that should be one of the things that they're putting money into 100 percent, because when you actually like i used to drive past this recycled plant on the way to work every day and i remember it was like a multi-million pound thing that they built like this new recycle plant and within i think it was maybe three or four years it had shut down because it wasn't profitable enough mm. and they were sending stuff to landfill because um it was cheaper to do that and the thing you've got to think about as well is um say you've got a plastic bottle if that actually got recycled and it made it all the way through and it it was the lucky one that was like right we're actually going to recycle this one it can only be downcycled, so it can only be made into something smaller um and it can only happen two to seven times so the chances of that being recycled again is like <laughs> kind of crazy it's not really going to happen because recycling doesn't seem to be like a huge priority. I don't understand why. And every council that you're in seems to be different. It should be a countrywide thing that <clears throat> all plastics, let's invest in the technology to make sure we can recycle all of them. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there totally. was um, talk of the, well, I think it's going ahead, but I've not seen one anywhere. Um, the bottle deposit <coughs> scheme, like the, the, those machines, yeah. are going. But I don't know if you've had a, if you've seen one anywhere. Um, or it was last no. year, <laughs> years ago, a year ago, that they were saying they were rolling them out. But 
don't know. But then again, it doesn't like it's it's just a case of recycling the plastic to a smaller point. And yeah. it doesn't actually answer that. It doesn't. It's not the solution, really. So it no. sort of feels a bit like show ponying, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, like sticking yeah. really pretty plaster, you know, over yeah, a gunshot totally. wound, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, th I think that's what a lot of a lot of people are doing at the moment, though, because I've always said, like, as long as I can remember, that consumers actually have so much power yeah. in what they're doing because companies and even the government, if you think about the government will change their like policies based on what is popular. You only have to see it in the election this year. There was like the environment was on a lot of the different parties' agenda, and that's because it's been talked about so much. And the fact that um, I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we were talking about politics. But I think. Um, a lot of companies are actually trying to do what the consumers want so that they yeah. can still make money because obviously totally. if people stop buying they yeah. they want to make that money so yeah. they are trying to change and scramble around and do these marketing plans based on what they think like customers want but yeah. they're not actually listening and implementing they're just trying to like put a little plaster on things yeah, and say yeah. it's all great what we're doing when it's actually not which is actually great about your business because like it's you're sort of creating a community you know mm. which is pushing for change could you just tell us a little bit about what you do yeah cool so um what i see plastic freedom as is i'm just a normal person that saw an issue and it wasn't something that i was like taught plastic's really bad and then i went oh okay i'll sort it out it was just things that i saw every day from like walking around my own town and stuff like that and I think with plastic freedom it's important for people to know that we're literally all just normal people doing like whatever we can um and that's what the business is based on I'm going to show you really simple changes that you can make and we're going to create a really good space for people to share because that's one thing that I found when I went plastic free I felt so alone and I felt angry and I felt upset that no one else was listening but the fact that there's now this community where you can go on and you can see things that like I'm doing with plastic freedom and that customers have bought and I always share things and people have comments and I, I really encourage conversation about things as well whether it be the environment in general or plastic anything to do with that um because what i always say is like knowledge is our power unless you actually learn about something you can't change it because you don't even know about it absolutely so for me plastic freedom is more it's not just about selling like products and making loads of money it's more about providing alternatives to people with the advice and actually opening people's minds to other things as well and it's kind of endless where you can go with it and it just feels amazing yeah so i, I, um, I think you seem to have grown so 
quickly as well like uh, from what I've seen is through like your Insta stories because you've done it in a really really honest way um so when I've, I began following you maybe a year and a half ago at least and I noticed that it was like the Insta stories were just done in such a advisory way and like you were just trying things out and you were going to put them on the website and um, yeah that's, that's like tapped into loads of people because it's just dead natural like tapped into loads of people to think oh she's trying it out it works and then you know you're providing it and they can easily buy it and you've just got a massive following um by doing that in such an honest way in a journey sort of way um which is yeah. amazing so are you going to carry on um using that same sort of model do you reckon and just continue it yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah because before i started plastic freedom i was advising like friends and family and stuff like that and i had a little blog called plastic free hobbit which i then couldn't use because it's trademarked going forward oh. <laughs> um <laughs> but because I'm short, that's the only reason why. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not because you've got really hairy feet. <laughs> <laughs> that as well. All right. I didn't want to admit that. <laughs> um, but it was that it that was what was working because people yeah. that knew me know that I'm kind of like a bit annoying about things. I'm like, just think about it. Think about this, and this is way better, and it, this doesn't actually change your life. So why not use this instead? And I just thought that's what's gonna work because big companies you never actually see the people behind it and you don't know who you're buying on I wanted it to be more like I am your friend I'm gonna tell you things that are good options and if it's not a good option I'm not gonna stock it because why would I want people to yeah try right. rubbish things and then be like oh, I'm not gonna switch to plastic free products now yeah um, but the thing that I love as well is that there's so many people that message me and say their kids have gone plastic free and they're like driving change within the family because they follow me and they watch my stories. And I think it's really important for them to see as well that like, I'm just a person rather than a massive brand. Like I'm yeah. just a person that's kind of running around doing whatever I can and showing them that you can make a business out of something and be successful whilst you're doing something good. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have to have all the qualifications and go to business school and have everything that you kind of need in place typically to run a business. You can do anything that you want if you've got a strong mind about what you want to change. Mm. Oh, yeah, Beth, I feel yeah. really motivated. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I just wanted to squeeze one more question in with you. Um, yeah, you that we ask everyone, really. Uh, so what the final question yeah so basically what is like um we're trying to because we're trying to advise people in a really similar way to you um it's like so what is there any like final advice you'd want to give like our listeners on like, how to go plastic free basically like um like if you could give one bit of, one advice, bit of advice yeah. to change okay. what would you give i i always say to people don't think about the end goal don't think about i need to go 100% plastic free literally focus on really small little steps and it will change your mindset and it becomes so easy it took me over a year to go completely plastic free because I just went oh I hadn't thought about that before but now I'm thinking about going plastic free I've noticed that and I'm going to change it and I always say to people that you can make like a little list of things around your house like your toothbrush your toothpaste and kind of create a fun little checklist of things that you could go oh next I'm going to do that and next I'm going to do that and then gradually you won't need that list because you'll just start doing it naturally 
but I always say don't focus on the end goal because it's too overwhelming because we're surrounded by so much plastic it's gonna get you down. <laughs> and that was the brilliant Beth Noy there from Plastic Freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to give her a follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. she's she's really good to follow on Instagram actually. Yeah, Not yeah. just because she's got loads of great advice and good posts and stories, but also she's got two really cute whippets. Yeah. So is that sad? I just love dogs on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, there you go, Beth, brilliant, and uh, I'll, I'll learn loads in that conversation. Oh man, it's amazing. She's like really massively inspira- inspirational. Um, she's ten years younger than us and what? accomplished. Like, Don't she's... depress me, Adam. I know, but she's like she's just like boomed it in, hasn't yeah, she? she? Really like has. with an amazing idea, hooking on something that she's like super passionate about um, and making a massive difference to the world. Yeah. I suppose like changing people's minds. She's got a huge following on Instagram um, and she's just done it in a really organic and honest way just goes mm. to show that that sort of idea just totally works if you go about it in the right way and seems like a really great lass as well i like beth a lot yeah she's northern yeah. she's northern yeah one for the northern lasses yeah right. just like you mm. a northern lass so we'll be back next week probably yep. uh with more on the climax crisis climax crisis <laughs> you can hear it all next week we'll see you then ciao for now Bye.